Well, Father, we, we thank you. We thank you for already lifting us up and moving us into greater holy intimacy with your heart. And as we transition now to your word, I ask for the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you to be released in us, to stir us. Would you bless the children as they go to children's classes to the church? May they, may they, there's no junior Holy Spirit in them. May they rise up in this hour with great faith and great power. Here we are, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, our kids dismissed. Did I already? I am. Thou art dismissed, Zoe. Her name's Zoe. It means life. Amen. Zebedee, son of thunder. All right. Uh, if you don't have the notes, um, I guess I can switch over. I want to switch over. Uh, the notes, am I on? Am I on with this one? Is this on? Hello, hello. Uh, I'll keep using this till this comes in and you give me a, a thumbs up. So, um, we're going to do something a little different today. I'm going to, uh, Suzanne, my wife, sent me a video this week, and I didn't look at it. I was like, different stuff. And then she sends me a text, did you see the video? I'm like, no. And then the next day, did you see it? I'm like, eh, I thought I did, but I did the wrong thing. And then, uh, and then uh, so I'll just keep going. I'll go forward. Um, tell me when it's, yeah, great. All right, so. Um, but when that, the, it was, it's from a three-minute video from Lou Engel called Can America Turn Back to God? And the moment I started playing it, it was like fresh hope came in my heart. Fresh courage, clear direction on how to go forward because the truth is Suzanne and I have been trying to process all that's been going on, all that's happened with the election and the inauguration. And we've been asking the Lord how to, how to pray, how to, how to move forward in this. And, and I just want to declare to you, we're going to see that video, and then I'm going to make a few comments is where we're headed. I want to declare to you that uh, in the midst of chaos, in the midst of chaos, there is hope. Hope is confidence about the future. Faith is confidence about the present. We have faith, we have hope. And so the Lord wants to use each other like you did, like he did Sonny, like he did Rachel, like he does so many of us around each other because we're connecting even more and more to build our confidence, to build our hope, a, a genuine hope in the future, not just a, you know, weird, hypey, willy-nilly, hey, let's just wish, you know. It's genuine, it's solid, um, Anyway, yeah, so most, if not all, of us have been disappointed at the current state of affairs uh, in our nation, but I can say from experience as a believer over 45, almost 45 years now that behind disappointments, many times, God has a divine appointment. If we will look for it, We'll keep searching and, and trusting like the songs we sang, that he's running after us. His goodness is coming after us. Behind disappointments, God has divine appointments. 
a little background on this video. Lou Engel, um, is a, they call him Papa Lou. He's been uh, a, a strong leader in the body of Christ for many decades. 21 years ago, he founded a ministry called The Call. And he read Derek Prince's book, Shaping History Through Prayer and Fasting. And after he read that book, he had this, he was inspired that his prayers and fasting could change a nation. That if he could call people to pray and fast for our nation, God could turn the nation. And so he got excited about this. He asked to meet with Derek Prince. They met together. Derek Prince prayed over him uh, over 21 years ago, and the call was born. It was a ministry born as a part of God's answer back in 2000 to the rising evil assault on the lives of the unborn, on traditional marriage, on sexual purity, and other social justice issues. There's a picture. The first call in 2000 was over 400,000 Christians mobilized in Washington, D.C., Praying and fasting. Was there anybody there? You were there? Wow. Do you have a t-shirt? I'd love to. I was there. Uh, This one, this is the call Nashville. I don't know what year that is. But they all have, somebody was there? You were there. So they had, correct me if I'm wrong, they had red tape over their mouths. Those were not masks for covid those were red tape, and they were because of those in the, un, the unborn babies in the womb couldn't speak. And so it says life on those. Doesn't it say life? Yeah. And so if they could speak, they would say, allow us to live. Allow us to pursue life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So that's a little background on the call. Um, and, but Lou, in 2020, he's continued to call a number of nationwide fasts and really been an inspiration to pray for our country in the election and post-election. As Dutch Sheets said last week, and I believe this, our prayers and our prayer meetings for the election and post-election, they're not primarily about the career of a man, but the turning of a nation. I'm so glad we have been fighting the good fight for our nation these last many months. I'm so glad. I believe we're at a crossroads. I know people say that a lot, and I won't go into detail, but I had a dream last night, and I'm not going to go into this because it's not salient to the points, but the, in the dream, I woke up and I began to think about the kind of world that we're at a crossroads at, and I thought back to that movie, the Christmas movie, It's a Wonderful Life. And at the crossroads, we can, our future in our country can be either like Pottersville or Bedford Falls. Those who don't know this, you can go back and see the movie. But Pottersville was what the world, his town would have been like if rebellion were allowed to rule. Bedford Falls was the town he grew up in because he lived like the church, because the church is alive it can be like Bedford Falls where people lived a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. Now, some people will say, you know, even right now, you may be watching or, you know, thinking, you know, hey, 
you know, as Christians in America, don't be so political. Why are you being so political? God can move in America in revival like he's done in other countries that don't have a free society. I mean, look at China. Look at Iran. I mean, that's the argument that's being posited. You know, look at, look at what's going on in these oppressed countries without religious freedom, without uh, a free society. And I would say, yes, they can, as Christians today, we can get deplatformed. We can get canceled. We can get all, have all kinds, we can live in a, in a bad economy and still one-on-one -on -one tell people about Jesus and see them come to Christ. That can happen, but I want you to consider this. America, for centuries now, has been the number one sending nation for missions. Because of our religious freedom, we've been able to raise up missionaries and send them out to the nations. Because of our economic prosperity, we've been the number one funding nation for missions. So it's really important. It matters that we keep fighting for our nation. President Biden's first day in office, among other executive orders, he signed two in particular that should cause all Christians to be concerned. He stopped the building of the wall on the southern border of Texas that, and allowed amnesty for 11 million illegals who are in the country now. And that is allowing for caravans to start forming in countries uh, south of the United States to come across, to pour across our borders bringing COVID, bringing drugs, bringing human trafficking, straining our welfare system, straining, taking away jobs from people that need jobs right now. And that, sh that should be a concern. He's, he, that executive order on the first day of office, it, it, look, with the stroke of a pen, it, it disregards current federal statutes that say you should deport people who are here illegally. So it just basically said we're not, as a nation, we're not going to obey our own law. And it's going to cause evil. In many, it's going to cause crime. Now, there's, I'm not saying everyone coming across is, is bad, but I'm saying the, the ideas of allowing that executive order just like that are something that we should be concerned about. The second executive order I want to just talk about, I could talk about more, but was this order that allows men, I'm going to call them men, high school men, young men, to participate in women's athletics, to, to, attend, to go into girls' locker rooms and bathrooms because they identify as a female, which comes right, flies right in the face of the vast majority of people who believe God, believe in God, they believe this. I mean, this is not rocket science, but that God made people male and female. It's saying that's not right. God's not right. That should be an alarm to us. And so I could go on, but I just want to say I'm glad we've been praying for America.
You can get the video ready. As you'll see in this video, Lou Engel had a dream last Sunday. So a week ago today on 117, it was January 17th, in this dream, he felt the Lord dropped a scroll down in front of him that had the, the verse Luke 117. 117 on 117. And so in this dream, he was feeling overwhelmed. The, the volume's a little bit hard to hear, but um, <clears throat> in the dream, he was overwhelmed by the evil direction our nation was heading in. Then in the dream, he saw this scroll being lowered. And so I want to go from there and have us watch this video. About three minutes. Uh, you could go to YouTube and pull it up and let me know when. Um, I want to give a few. Just let, once it gets started, I'll stop. I'll I'll push myself on mute. Okay. But a few takeaways from this: the the verse he's going to read uh, talks about John the Baptist and the ministry of John the Baptist and how. That forerunner ministry, uh, John the Baptist was the forerunner preparing the way for the first coming of Jesus. Now, 2,000 plus years later, the praying end time church is God's forerunner for the preparing of the way for the second coming of Jesus. And in both instances, in Luke, as you're going to see in Luke 117, it's in your notes. It says, he will be a man with the spirit and power of Elijah. He will prepare the people for the coming of the Lord. John the Baptist, and now put yourself in this today in 2021. Preparing people for the coming of the Lord. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children. And he will cause those who are, New Living Translation, he will cause those who are rebellious to accept the wisdom of the godly. He will cause those who are rebellious. So there's the, there's the full setup. Let's, are we ready to go? We just start it and we'll go for it. That's Papa Luke. And in the dream, I was overwhelmed with the impossibility of seeing America turn back to God. But in the dream, that scroll rolled down before me, and I read Luke 1.17 for January 17th. And that scripture said, and he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the rebellious to the wisdom of the righteous. That's what I read in the scroll. I woke up, and I knew that God was speaking to me and identifying the calling on my life and the call. Uh, and... It, and I woke up and the Lord spoke to me, what I'm pouring out in America is stronger than the rebellion. If the rebellion uh, 20 years ago that launched the call DC, 400,000, 21 years ago, if the, if the rebellion was strong then, I'm thinking today in this very weekend, how strong is the rebellion right now? If the call was part of the answer to that rebellion, at that time, 21 years ago, what kind 
a movement is coming that's stronger than this rebellion. I have an expectation that God was sowing seeds way back then from a, to a time when Jezebel and uh, Ahab, the rebellion, the throwing off of divine fetters, of morality, of free speech, the, the pillars of society. If that rebellion is so strong right now, I believe for a great awakening this year like we have never seen. Today, pray with me that God would loose 117, Luke 117, something stronger than the rebellion. That's how I'm praying. Father, right now, as we look uh, uh, up, uh, our, lift up our eyes to you, it's overwhelming in the natural what we see going on in America with the military in, all over in, the, in D.C. and the silencing of voices, and the not even being able to use the words mom and mother in the House of Representatives. Where have we gone? But living God, you've said from the very beginning that you would pour out the spirit of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers, something stronger than the rebellion. And so we call forth the spirit of Elijah over America, a great awakening like has never been seen. Yes. God, this year, out of the COVID year, out of the year of riots and revolution, loose an Elijah revolution in Jesus' name. Turn back to rebellion. We ask for 80 million souls, 200,000 laborers. You're able in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 How many of you were encouraged by that? I mean, I was just kind of on Tuesday or Wednesday, I was watching it going, all these things. And then he, I, then finally I listened to my wife, turned it on and watched it and went, ding. You know, like I could have had a V8, you know, I could have had this on Monday. Uh, paragraph B there, I already did paragraph A under Roman numeral two. Lou shared an impression from the Lord. He said this phrase that stood out to me. What I am pouring out in America is stronger than the rebellion. He described the rebellion today as throwing off the divine fetters of morality, free speech, pillars of society. So I thought about the pillars of society a little further, the the Constitution, the uh, respecting people, and, and judging people by the content of their character, not the color of their skin. That's a pillar. That's a foundational truth God, that God created each of us with our skin color. We should have that kind of respect for how God made people. And yet so many things are being decided based on skin color today. The fetters of society of Psalm 2 describes this rebellion we're seeing today. I encourage you to go study that out some more. But what he said is God is pouring out in America something stronger than the rebellion. As I watched this video and I heard that phrase, I thought about Romans 5.20 that says where sin abounds, the grace of God abounds that much more. Where sin abounds, the word grace in Scripture Really, if you want to put it through a, a, a different lens, the word grace means divine power. Okay, you were saved by grace. By God's power, we're saved through faith. 
Great grace was upon the apostles, and they did mighty signs and wonders. Great power was on the apostles. So where the power of sin is abounding, the power of God, the promise is his power abounds that much more. So if you had 50 pounds uh, or 50 pounds of sin in a region, this, that Romans 5.20 says God's got 70 pounds of divine power to counteract the 50 pounds. That's just a way that I tend, I could look at that. I think about the immense power of the rebellion. See, New Living Translation, I had that in your notes, that, that um, in Luke 1.17, the scroll that came down. By the way, I say, I believe Lou Engel actually had that dream. I believe he's got such a track record. I don't believe he made up that this scroll came down in the dream. I believe that was legit. The New Living Translation calls it the rebellion, and other most translations call it the disobedience, the disobedient. But uh, the rebellion, I think of the immense power of the rebellion right now. Big tech shutting off Twitter accounts. The Twitter account of the president of the United States, the former president, at least right, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Congress and the courts looking, and a prayer meeting broke out. Sonny, you want to come? No. <laughs> Congress, think of the immense power of the rebellion. Congress and the courts, look at this power. Looking the other way at election fraud. Yeah. Think of the immense power of the rebellion, of the power uh, of, of something that can, an executive order that can in, immediately eliminate 11 million jobs, good paying jobs on the Keystone Pipeline. I mean, just like that. That's power. It's a lot of power that can be released when, there's, when there are uh, decisions made. And uh, so I, thought, I put this phrase in my notes, but God. I looked it up, and in the New International Virgin, Version, <laughs> Spirit of Chuck Schumer tried to get on me. In the New International Version... Is it okay to have fun in church? Is it all right? It's raining and foggy, so y'all can't head out right now. You can't leave. 66 times in the New International Version, it says, but God. There's 66 chapters in the Bible, 66 books in the Bible. Every time we see the onslaught of darkness, but God, but God. But God, as you, as you watch the news and you're, you start to, uh, but God. I could put out t-shirts, but God, right? When you have a picture of something, something, but God, all right? All right, I've said that enough. Actually, a better illustration than 50 pounds of sin, you know, because sin is like, the rebellion, 70 pounds, grace abounds that much more, 70. I, I think the better illustration is darkness and light. Darkness and light. Sin is like a room filled with darkness. The promise of Romans 5.20, the promise what Lou Engel was saying, something stronger than the rebellion. 
the, uh, the promise is that when a room, there's fill, a room filled with darkness, but grace is like, but God flips on the light switch. And light is more powerful than darkness. Light pushes back darkness. I believe God's going to pour out something stronger than the darkness. He's going to pour out his light and his glory. Light is stronger than darkness, just like grace is stronger than sin. If you could turn out, just black out the sanctuary right now. And if you can black out the screens a little bit, thanks, just to help. Okay, this is a room filled with darkness, but there's some light. These light bulbs here, I was looking at this the other day, and they represent Paul Norris at Round Rock ISD, shining his light, pushing back darkness. I see Todd Adams shining his light. I see different ones of you shining your light at your school, at your home, in your neighborhood, at the store. I see this prayer, this prayer wall over here. And someone who comes in, I've got names on the wall, and you see someone here shining. They're in this room, and they're saying, Jesus, I love you first. They love God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. But see, the room is still predominantly dark. You know, at my age, uh, it's hard for me when I can try to read something. Um, I kind of have to shine my flashlight to see the words a little better because I need brighter light many times, okay? So, so we can gradually push back darkness. So I'm, I know this is not normal, just so you all know. Uh, but but as, we, as, you, as you do this, as we're shining our lights, light is more powerful. So even in your own life, when you feel encroached, you can turn and say, Lord, here I am, and let the light of God fill you, and you push back that darkness. Darkness is not as powerful as light. I'm trying to get across here. So, so you have a prayer meeting. Oh, it's on. You have a prayer meeting. You have a Wednesday worship set, and some light comes on. Then you have a home group where you pray for people. Friday night at Pastor Nate's house, more light. Then you have a worship service. Then you have some, some citywide prayer meetings, and there's more light. And then you have other, other kinds of, of Bible studies. Then there's more light, and more light, and more light, and more light. Now, it's still, we're in a gradual process. There's outreaches. Sean Foyt down at, down at the, in down, downtown, more light. And as we continue on, God in his sovereignty then brings regional awakening. He brings more and more. Something stronger than the rebellion is being poured out. But it takes us Step, stepping up in faith, saying, Lord, release your power. Lord, release your spirit. The enemy wants us to see what's going on and draw back. The Lord wants us to see what's going on and rise up and press in, press toward the mark for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ. Sonny didn't know I was going to preach on this. It's just the Lord confirming. And he 
genuinely wants to encourage us. Amen. Amen. Isaiah 60 says, Behold, darkness shall cover the earth, deep darkness the people, but the Lord will arise over you. His glory will be seen upon you. The Gentiles shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. I do want to say, though I couldn't illustrate it fully in this room with that illustration, there will be increased darkness, but right next to it, there will be increased light and glory. You, will, you don't think it's all, awakening coming to America is not going to mean every area, every region. But we have a metron, we have a sphere of influence. We can take ownership of our family, our life, our neighborhood, our region. Roman numeral three, as I said, the enemy wants us to draw back. Proverbs 13, 12 says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. So many have had hope deferred, but there's a great truth. We have the word of God. I brought my Bible. I have my Bible on my phone, but we have the Bible. The Bible says in Proverbs, I think it's 4, 22, 20 through 22, it says, the word of God is brings life to those who find it. It brings healing, health to our flesh. If your heart is sick, you have this. God's word does good like a medicine. This is, if your heart is sick right now, and I understand, you have a medicine bottle. Take it three times daily with food. All right? With food, with whatever. Take it through. If you're fasting, you still can take it. Take the medicine bottle of God's word. It will bring healing and health. I think it's good for us to reset right now. We put a lot of energy where we've been the last few months. We're not letting up, obviously. But something that helps me in my reset is I ask the Holy Spirit to show me how to pray in this day, in this time. So I want to briefly go through a few of these. And uh, Rachel, you can come up, start coming up. I want to go a few through. Uh, Romans 8, 26 says, the Holy Spirit's praying. So I say, Holy Spirit, what are you praying? How do you want me to pray? I believe he'll show you. It may be, it'll be different prayers for different ones of you. But ask him how you should pray in this hour. Here are some that the Lord has showed me. A, little, little A, pray for corruption to be exposed in our nation and in our own heart. So you can't just point your finger and go, Lord, end corruption in our nation, because then you've got three fingers pointing right back at you. And the Holy Spirit's saying, yeah, but what about you? Lord, rend the heavens over our nation. And the Lord says, well, how about you rend your heart? See, we can't go there if we're not willing to go here. B, pray for great revival and awakening to come to America. It was real quick in that video, but Lou Engel said he's believing for 80 million souls to come to Christ. And we have been believing, Kyle's been sharing this, that it is his heart to see 50,000 souls come to Christ in our region. And that, you know what? When you get 80 million souls transferred from the kingdom of darkness into light into the kingdom of the son of his love that's awakening 
That's the light. That's more light coming, pushing off, pushing back darkness. See, pray for President Biden. And this is a hard one for some, for me. But I got really helped this week, and I want to share this. I put it in your notes because I want to pray sincerely. I want to pray with faith. I, want, I don't want it to be a, a church thing. I want to truly pray with, with, uh, with faith and power, uh, even though I still feel weak many times when I pray. But Mike Bickle said this in our Daniel study, Bible study, uh, our Sunday school class. Look at your notes there. He said, demonic spirits target leaders with governmental authority to harass, oppress, and oppose them. For example, demonic powers can incite negative feelings in a king or heads of state like a president. Prayer releases greater Holy Spirit activity, including angelic activity, to hinder demonic activity so that a king might, quote, feel differently thus leading his cabinet meeting with a whole different tone or posture. Proverbs 21.1, the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord like rivers of water. He turns it wherever he wishes. That should be not a scripture that makes us go, oh, well, I'm going to quit praying. It should be a scripture that says, my prayers can increase Holy Spirit activity in the White House, in our nation, can a nation turn back to God? Absolutely. Lord, end abortion. Send revival. I'm not going to go cover these notes on the, the rest on how to pray specifically further, but the, the last one there is pray for fresh fire and zeal to be about God's kingdom priorities. I list some things there that are kingdom priorities for Christians that we should have regardless of who's president, regardless of anything else going on. These are to be our priorities. You can study those out. But I want to end with the fourth one. Pursue joy. Do not let the enemy steal your joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Scripture says, Philippians 4, 4, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say, rejoice. Let's stand up, if you would. I just want to say this. I've really been thankful to be among a people who aren't going to roll over and just allow darkness to take over our church and our nation. Just like the Israelites shouted and praised God when they entered the promised land and they were looking at the walls of Jericho, the walls came down as they shouted, as they had great joy coming out of them. So I want us to end today with this action step of rejoicing in the Lord. So although I went a little longer, we're, we're right at noon. So I, wanna, I want us to, to end with this, with a song of joy and rejoicing. And uh, we'll, we'll be setting this room up for the Rith 101 uh, after that at some point. But uh, stay. We'll have prayer teams up here. If our prayer teams could come forward uh, even now and just uh, be ready. Just come and be ready to pray. Those in leadership, those with a desire, those I've talked to about prayer, just be ready. 
But let's all rejoice. Let strength come. Let healing come. Let the walls come down between you and that thing that God wants for you. There's a wall keeping you from you and what God wants you to have. Let the walls come down. Let's rejoice in the Lord. Father, thank you. Thank you that I don't just say you're still on the throne. I thank you that you have invited your church to partner with you in this hour to see greater Holy Spirit activity come to our nation, to see something stronger than the rebellion be poured out. Would you pour it out in my life? Pour it out in this church. Pour it out in this region and in our nation. In Jesus' name.